The art of customer service is getting lost. The need for customer service is greater than ever. I don't know if people don't care if it's falling by the wayside, but it's it's no longer the focus of most places. And I think the, the customer service kind of mixed with the knowledge and just being there for the customer. Um, I think all together are things you can't get anywhere else to the fullest extent you can at Midwest Evening Appliance. Midwest TV and Appliance, you get more for your money. I'll talk to you later. You buy in a truckload of mesquite. Or, man, a friend of mine a long, many, many, many years ago thought, hey, I got done with my deck project. I got all this great wood to use in my, he was going to use green treated lumber. I thought, well, don't invite anybody I know over for dinner, not while you're cooking food with green treated lumber. Luckily, we won't be doing any cooking today. Well, I hope not. My guest is all things Girl Scouts, Sally Egan. Hey, good morning and thank you for Zooming our Cooley Region cooks. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for being had. I love Girl Scout. I love Girl Scout cookies in particular since, as you're well aware, I don't do dessert very often. I'm real picky about my my sweet things. I, it's easier for me to say no thank you than it is to have two. So when you come up with, or whomever, when, when I see these Girl Scout cookie recipes, the, uh, I am always intrigued because I love Girl Scout cookies and, and I always support the girls even if I give the cookies away. But, uh, but I'll tell you what, frozen raspberry cheesecake will not be given away at my house. Uh, just some of the thank you bunch of, of uh, Girl Scout cookie recipes that uh, either will now or will at 11 appear on the Cooley Region Cooks page of the WIZM website. Courtesy of you. Thank you very much. So how the heck are you? I'm doing great. Good. How's Rich and the rest of your fam, Damily? <laughs> They're doing well. Uh, getting ready to go back to school soon. Oh. And um, so, you know, it's, we'll see how, how it works to be all masked up and going to school. I, I was just going to ask. I don't remember how old your kids are. Are they doing in-person school or are they doing kitchen table school? No, thankfully, they are doing in-person school. Awesome. Um, Andrew is in eighth grade, and Rachel's in sixth. And so they will actually um, mainly be in their own classroom, and teachers will come to them. Awesome. Uh, The only time that they may leave would be for lunch, if they're having hot lunch that day, to go get it and bring it back to their classroom. Or maybe gym, or they'll have like uh, some recess time, but it'll be class by class instead of all of, you know, sixth graders together. Kind right. Of so, uh, but the, so the kids in the class, the sixth grade class, the eighth grade class, the classroom, they are a pod and will be buddies for the entire year. None of the other eighth grade classes, you're not intermingling them, just your group of uh, however many kids there are, 18. 20, 16, 16, 16 or 18, I believe, yeah. are the numbers. I know, I believe Rachel's classroom is 16. I'm not sure about Andrew's. His is either 16 or 18. You're a mom. Um, I know that you and Rich had this conversation prior to uh, school starting. How comfortable are you sending your children to in-person school? Um, very comfortable. Uh, we know the school's going to do all the safety measures that they, they can to, you know, keep my kids safe. Um, I know that um, it's a better learning environment for them. Um, Andrew did pretty good. 
everybody had a few shaky weeks at the beginning when we had to go to uh, online learning uh, at the end of last school year. And, uh, but we finally got a system well for him and, and he ended, you know, both kids ended the year strong in their, in their grades, but you know, Rachel for her virtual learning wasn't what she wanted to do. She didn't like to do it that way. Um, hers was a struggle the last five weeks was it or really? so of school. Yeah. And um, she would have rather been just reading a book and doing whatever work when she needed to do it, if she even had to do it. So, um, you know, in person was a better option. And so hopefully all things will be okay and we'll be able to do it this way with the small class sizes and the, you know, the limited people going different places kind of thing. So, And a deep sigh of relief that neither of you have to learn the new, new math to teach your sixth grader. Yee. Well, thankfully, uh, I don't know of what the math they're doing at uh, sixth and eighth grade, if that's considered new math or not, but I like math, so I'm good with that. Oh, if are you? If came out with new uh, or new, you know, literature kind of stuff, that would be a rich thing because, you know, well, give, give me numbers any day. It's awesome that the two of you have expertise in dramatically different areas, categories, so depending on what the class is, you can take over for each other if that's ever necessary again. Let's hope not. Right, exactly. All right, so I, what did you bring? What, the, besides the frozen raspberry cheesecake, I thank you for sharing a whole bunch of Girl Scout cookie recipes. Yeah, I, and what I simply did is I went to our baker's website, abcbakers.com, and I also went to girlscouts.org and went to – on abcbakers.com, it's recipes, and on Girl Scout, uh, the Girl Scout uh, website, you go to cookies first, and then there's a recipes section. But you can go out to Pinterest. There's tons of places where you can get sweet and savory. But the recipes that I brought, at least four of the five, if I don't know if we'll get through them all, but I supplied you with some extras, they're all summer-related. So this first one is uh, frozen raspberry cheesecakes, and it's using mm. uh, raspberry uh, sherbet. You know, oh, so, awesome. um, you know, so I, I tried to do sort, sort of summer related uh, cookies, one or d- desserts, one, because we're having this cookie drive through come Saturday and we do have quite a few cases of of every variety available. But if, you know, if you came through and your variety wasn't there and you're not really a shortbread eater, I have two wonderful recipes that might you might think, oh, I just heard about this recipe. I'll get a box of those so we can make these frozen raspberry cheesecakes or the lemon strawberry shortcake yogurt popsicle. <laughs> well, and so, I don't know about everybody else's raspberries, but I still have raspberries growing like crazy in my backyard. So not only are we going to be able to use raspberry sherbet and uh, the Lorna Dune type uh, a shortbread uh, cookie for a crust, but fresh raspberries too, at least at my house. Hopefully everybody else mm-hmm. got fresh ones also. Well, you know, the grocery stores still have them. So that's good too. Perfect. Cause we've been, we've been buying them. So, um, this recipe, the frozen raspberry cheesecake, uh, the prep time is 15 minutes plus freezing Ooh. Um, your ingredients. You'll need some shortbread Girl Scout cookies, butter, cream cheese, uh, sweetened condensed milk, lemon juice, raspberry sherbet, and fresh raspberries. So um, the first thing that we'll do is in a small bowl, we're going to combine the cookie crumbs and the butter. So we need a 
quarter of a cup of crushed shortbread cookies and one tablespoon butter melted. Do you? So I've got a question. That. Do you measure when you when you're I making do. this crust? Do you measure out a quarter of a cup of crushed shortbread cookies? You know, I probably would measure originally, but then what I'll do is go, oh, that's still a little wet, or you know, it's a little dry. I'll add more butter or add more cookies. Or know, that crust is really good. I want more of it. <laughs> that's, that's right. I'm looking at the picture, thinking. Man, those are my second favorite cookie of all the Girl Scout cookies. And so I need a bigger crust. I need some more crust. Well, so these are individual. Um, these are individual cheesecakes that they're doing. And so we're going to um, press that crust onto the bottom of a four-inch string form pan. Okay. So it's really, you can, you're going to be making multiple of these. Um so then once you have it in the springform pan that you've, of course, coated with some cooking spray so it's easy to get out, you'll freeze that for 10 minutes. But okay. while that is freezing, you are going to combine in another small bowl or your original one, if, if you're okay with that, <laughs> um, your cream cheese, your milk, and your lemon juice. And so the cream cheese, you need one and a half ounces of cream cheese softened. You'll need um, three tablespoons of that sweetened condensed milk and one tablespoon of lemon juice. And so you will combine that until blended. So uh, once you've completed that, you're gonna pull your crust out of the freezer. You're gonna spread that over the crust and then you're gonna put it right back in the freezer for two hours or until firm. Okay. Um, while that's freezing right toward the end, you're gonna grab your uh, raspberry sorbet or sherbet, excuse me, you wanna have it softened. You need about a third of a cup um, of that. And so once it's softened, you're going to spread that over that cream cheese layer. Again, you're going to freeze it for a couple of hours and then you'll top with a, a quarter cup of fresh raspberries Ooh. and it does yield two servings. So you're going to need two four inch string, uh, form pans, uh, to do that. Or, you know, you could just do it in one eight inch pan. So, or a six inch, if you like a thicker crust, whatever that might be for you and what you have available. Well, and that's interesting because I was about to ask you, how many four inch springform pans do you own? Uh, none. Okay. Yeah. Me neither. Zero. I got, uh, yep. I have two or three. In fact, I, I, I bought a long time ago nesting springform pans. So I think I have, a, I, maybe it's a 10 or it's a 12 and an eight and a six. It's just so three. You could use a six, six and have a little thicker crust. The other fun thing that might be interesting to do is, um, you know, you could take those aluminum um, a cupcake tin, uh, tins or oh. cupcake liners. Yep, yep. And you could fill your cupcakes and just make little, little individual ones. And you'll just have to, on your own, try to figure out what your dimensions are, how much of this, you know, crust you're going to press in and then throw that whole pan into your fridge freezer and you could make really tiny individual ones if you're going to be serving more people yeah the teeny weeny uh, little be... hors d'oeuvre size raspberry cheesecakes there you go so Something. whether you do the mini the, the mini cupcake ones or the regular cupcake ones you could you know you could you could use your resources wisely as we like to say in girl scouts and uh, figure out something that'll work best for you well and, and this is why this is a perfect example of why I like to cook more than I like to bake, because we haven't even finished the recipe yet, 
and we're already adjusting it for the how much crust you like, how big is your pan, because no one has four-inch springform pans. And so immediately, we're already changing up the recipe a little bit. I am as likely to put together the various ingredients, the, the crust and the cream cheese and the, that stuff, and mix that all together and then see how much do I have of these five mixtures of ingredients. And then I'll think I could make 25 little tiny cheese cakes, <laughs> or I could make uh, 12 of the medium-sized cheesecakes or two full-size six- or eight-inch cheesecake pies things. And, and whatever's left over, I'll lick the beater. <laughs> there you go. The other fun thing is if you have, I know we have some little glass, um, you know, fancier kind of serving vessels. Sure, sure. Um, little ramekin things. Yeah. And that might be fun to put it in a ramekin and you just serve it that way. So you don't have to worry about the fact that you're popping it out of a springform pan. Um, that's just simply how you're going to serve that to your guests. So right. that might be another idea as well. So it doesn't look like tiramisu where you can see all the layers, but it doesn't matter because as soon as you have a bite, it'll be delicious. Your eyes will get all foggy and uh, you won't be paying attention to, hey, this doesn't look like the picture on the website. <laughs> exactly right. Delish. Yep. I love that. Do you do the uh, websites give credit to the Girl Scout from somewhere, America, who invented this recipe? Or is this, is this a bunch of, of uh, uh, graduated, retired Girl Scouts who are now working in the Girl Scout kitchen inventing all these recipes? So um, looking at the recipes that I found, I do not see who, uh, what is the author of this. I did not create any of these recipes. Right. Um, so I don't see it. There may have been, I know last year we did a, uh, Girl Scouts did a dessert contest, um, with the Food Network oh, and awesome. some of the recipes from that people were asked to submit recipes and, or be part of that contest. So yeah. I think there were two different things, one for the magazine and one for the TV show. And so some of these recipes might've come from, um, those submissions that they asked for. Awesome. Well, like uh, 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 Cooking Light Magazine, for instance, uh, always ha gives credit to, here's a great recipe, here is your favorite chicken corn en bleu light. And we have to give credit to Sally Egan from La Crosse, Wisconsin, who took this recipe that has a ton of fat and made it blah, 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 and now it's really delicious. Thank you, Sally. That kind of thing. Yeah. How cool would it be to see your daughter's name on TV or in a magazine because you and she uh, were able to take this recipe that was so good. Everybody at the official Girl Scouts site thought this is awesome. We're going to, we're going to publish this one. Yeah, definitely. I so like, I like, yeah, that. I don't know who, who developed them. Me neither. All right. Uh, let me see. No, we get time to, we can do another one here and then I got to take a break. The guys over in the newsroom will be drooling all over the place. If I, do too many recipes before they have to finish up their work in this half hour. So, uh, so which, which one do you want to do next? Should we go on to the lemon strawberry shortcake yogurt popsicles? Sure, because okay. you know that that's uh, that's interesting. Somebody was asking me the other day about uh, about yogurt because they're they're uh, I don't know they're they're on a diet. Oh, you got to I got to tell you about the diet thing. I saw it was hilarious. Diets are like riding a bike. The bike is on fire. And the ground is on fire, and we're all in hell. 
<laughs> because if you're on a diet, you're in hell. But, but And she was trying to figure out points for yogurt. And I, you know, the light yogurt and fat-free yogurt and all the rest of that. You, you got to add strawberries or lemon or something to fat-free yogurt to make it taste delicious. This might be the perfect way to go. Yeah, and so, you know, this recipe calls for strawberries, strawberry-flavored Greek yogurt, but that could really mm. be a choice to change it to something else. I know I like to eat plain Greek yogurt, but I add in some sugar-free vanilla syrup, like what I pour oh. in my coffee. Oh, really? And so then, and it's really, really good. So I could see modifying that if I wanted to. Um, if you were if you were um, watching those calories or watching the sugar content, um, you'd be able to do that. Oh, sure. Um, there's shortbread Girl Scout cookies again in this one. Um, small paper cups, like those cups that you used to see or you would buy for Little your Dixie cups. Exactly right. The little Dixie cups. Sure. And then some popsicle sticks. And then one slice of lemon. One sliced lemon, excuse me. So the first thing that you're going to do is crush your shortbread cookies. And you're going to use an entire sleeve. So half a box of the shortbread cookies. You're going to crush them into fine crumbs and press them into the bottom of the paper cups. Okay. Um, then you will combine your Greek yogurt. You need at least two cups of that yogurt with two cups of your sliced strawberries. And so you're going to combine it together. Then you're going to put it on top of that shortbread uh, cookies that you just put into the cup. Um, and it doesn't, let's see, uh, this one, it doesn't tell me how many this yields. So again, it's however many you can, however much <laughs> stuff you can fit into your cups. Well, and the more big strawberries um, you put in there or blueberries or whatever the fruit is, the, uh, the less, the, the more you're going to make because they take up a lot of room. Exactly. So um, once you have all of your ingredients in, you're going to place a sliced lemon on top and then insert that popsicle stick through the lemon slice and all the way into that paper cup. And then you're going to place those into the freezer for at least four hours um, until the popsicles are completely frozen. And then once you remove the popsicle you'll from the freezer, you'll run that cup, so the side of the cup, under a little bit of hot water to help release that popsicle from that cup. Got it. Do you ever have issues with the sticks tipping over? <laughs> and you end up with pop popsicles that are kind of leaning? Right. Yep. I've done that in the past. Me yeah. Too. Sometimes, I mean, there's, um, when my kids were littler, we had popsicle forms. Oh, that, well, that's. And then it was a whole stand. And... Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I, I was going to mention, I, I saw somebody that I know, I wish I could remember where it was, uh, had the little plastic bomb pop forms. And they were flexible like the old-fashioned ice cube trays. So you could mm -hmm. put stuff in there, and then the stick would stay right in the middle. And then when you want to loosen it up, like loosening up the old-fashioned ice cube trays, uh, you just kind of wiggle it around, and they come right out. And speaking of ice cube trays, we still have those plastic ice cube trays in my house you could do the exact same thing in the sense if you just want a little itty bitty treat you could take your pops or you could take your ice cream tray throw some shortbread cookie crumbs in the bottom really cut up your strawberries so you don't have big chunks so then you get more yogurt to strawberry mixture in each one of those uh put some lemon on top and put your popsicle stick in and you'll have you know individual bite pops i was just gonna say a a, a popsicle bite well, and let's face it, yep. if, uh, you know, if you're giving a popsicle to uh, 
dad, he wants the whole thing all by himself. But if dad and a six-year-old are having, he's not going to eat the whole popsicle. So give him a popsicle bite everybody gets, and you don't have to throw any of it away. Or have to, you know, clean it up off the floor if you're not going outside or that kind of thing. Ends up being just a giant mess. Yep. I hate thinking that all those Girl Scout cookies and strawberries are going to waste because you can't eat it fast enough. <laughs> I have so, yeah, these would be perfect for that two-year-old toddler who takes forever to, yeah. to eat Yeah, well, something. and you get kind of tired serving popsicles or ice cream cones in a cone in a bowl because you know that kid is just going to lick and then play and fool around and then come back and lick and then play and fool around. And, and, and holding the ice cream cone is a very bad idea because it only takes about a minute for that to start dripping down over your hand. And now your three-year-old or five-year-old isn't eating the ice cream cone. He's licking his fingers, licking the drips off your hand, uh, which doesn't serve the purpose very well either. And the fun thing with this recipe is if you didn't want to make it into a popsicle, you really wouldn't have to in the sense that you wouldn't crush up your shortbreads all the way. You could chunk them up and almost make like a yogurt parfait. So you could make layers of yogurt and strawberries and then mix in some shortbreads throughout and have more of a parfait than making it into a popsicle. One recipe, four different ways. <laughs> and we could probably come up with more, but now I got to go. A little bit of, okay. can you hang around and uh, talk to me for another little few minutes? Sure. Okay, good. Because we'll it is an hour-long program, you know. Cooley Region Cooking with Sally Egan, who is all things Girl Scouts, including delicious things to do with cookies, besides just opening the sleeve and pretending you're not going to eat them all. (laughs) We'll be right back. Cooley Region Cooks. Every Thursday from 10 to 11, we get together with people who like to have fun in the kitchen. They don't have to be professional. They don't have to be a chef or own a restaurant or any of that. That's perfectly fine. I am happy if you are a restaurant owner or a chef professional and you would like to spend some time Zooming a Cooley Region Cooks. I've got openings in September and October and November and December and all of the 2021. Uh, So get in touch with me, Mike at WIZMnews.com. And uh, we'll find a Thursday that works. Otherwise, it's just people, you know, like my dad, who like to have fun in the kitchen. Not a professional chef, just likes to eat and doesn't want food out of a box. Our guest, well, unless it's a Girl Scout cookie box. Oh, see how I did that? Ah, Freddie's food, huh? Sally Egan is our guest. She is all things Girl Scouts. We've been sharing favorite Girl Scout recipes. I know we're going to do this some more milkshake recipe, but you mentioned at the beginning of the show savory uh, treats that include Girl Scout cookies. And I know that a couple of years ago when we did Cooley Region Cooks in the studio, you brought 28 different recipes, including a couple that were savory. Can Will you share a savory Girl Scout recipe with us before before 11 o'clock? Can you do that? Ooh, I will yeah, uh, I know, see what I can pull up. I know, I'm putting um, you on the spot. I didn't mean to do that, but just because, <laughs> just because. Girl Scout cookies are for everybody. I guess that's the point I was trying to make. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember there was one. Um, it was it was using the peanut butter sandwich cookies, and it was using that as part of a peanut sauce. Oh, sure. To use sure. with grilled chicken. Sure, sure. Sort of that Thai. I was flavor. just going to say Thai chicken has lots of peanuts in it. I've had Thai yeah, pizza 
Remember when Pizza Amore was open? Sadly, they closed, but they had a Thai chicken pizza that had peanuts and peanut butter on it. It was an awesome pizza. Really, really good. They could do that with peanut butter cookies. Mm-hmm, I'd definitely. eat it. I would eat it. Yeah. All right. Share with me a s'mores milkshake. That sounds horrible. Sure. <laughs> so our ingredients are two cups of vanilla ice cream, uh, a half a cup of whole milk. So there's your whole milk, Mike. Only half a cup, um, though. It's okay. Moderation. Six Girl Scout s'mores cookies. And you could also, if you want it a little more chocolatey, add a tablespoon of uh, chocolate syrup. Okay. So the first thing that you're going to do is uh, crush your Girl Scout s'mores cookies into a medium crumble. So not too fine. You want little chunks of those in there. Um, You can, the reason why we're doing that is it'll make blending easier here because your next step is to take those cookies, add together with the milk and only half of that vanilla ice cream. So we started with two cups. We're going to use one of those cups in the blender and blend until well mixed. Then we will add the final cup of vanilla ice cream and blend until completely mixed. And then this is where if you want that chocolate drizzle, you can add some more chocolate uh, to your- I'm sorry. Is that the UPS man trying to make a delivery back there? You see what happens (laughs) when you leave the front door unlocked? Anybody just wanders in. One of your neighbors, hey, Sally Egan, she's she's on TV, right? She's on Facebook talking about cookies. Let's sneak into her kitchen and eat some while she's busy somewhere else. That's right. Hi, Rich. (laughs) Did you hear that? Nope. He did respond. So, uh, yeah, so so he's getting ready, getting ready to go off to work today. Cool. In the office. So, but that's it. That's the S'mores milkshake. It's pretty darn simple to to create. And um, you could really do this with any of your favorite flavors. Just think about putting you know, crushing thin mints in there. Um, You know, even you could make it a different spin, get away from the chocolate and do the lemonades. Um, That might be kind of fun. I'm sorry. Maybe there's a little glitch in my headphones. (laughs) Did you say get away from chocolate? Uh, Maybe I I misunderstood. Just a second. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Whatever. Uh. (laughs) As As long as we're getting away from chocolate and going right to strawberry shortcake then I'd be okay with that because there's lemon in the strawberry shortcake popsicles. Otherwise, this is a chocolate all over the place. And a really delicious, Mrs. Renfro makes a really good fudge uh, that you got to warm up because it's really thick. But it's, uh, it's, it's bad for you. I'll say that right off the bat. There's a bajillion calories in the teeny tiniest little bite. But as my dad would say, the better the quality, the less of it you need. So you can put a small amount of chocolate fudge in your milkshake and uh, and call it good. And when someone looks away, sneak a little more into that cup and you'll be all set. <laughs> you'll be all set. Delish. Do you have a favorite at your house? How do you, other than just, wow, dinner was delicious, Mom. What's for dessert? Well, let's have some cookies. Or do you make something like any of these recipes with your Girl Scout cookies? Um, we haven't recently, but I have made like a, 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 a bark with them before, um, a chocolate bark and put thin mints into them. Um, but what we do a lot is we use our lemonades and our thanks a lots and make some mores. 
And so instead Ooh. of needing the graham cracker and the chocolate, we'll just take those cookies outside and uh, roast our marshmallow and put the marshmallow between two thanks a lot for lemonades. Oh, yeah. And it's, it, yeah, it's really good. It, it brings out, especially the lemonades, it brings out that lemon flavor even more. And so we'll do that more often. Um, thin mints, a lot of times, just get eaten directly out of the freezer. <laughs> um, but I do have another recipe that's thin mint ice cream sandwiches. And oh. you can imagine that all it is is taking thin mint cookies and putting a dollop of ice cream in between. And this ice cream um, that this recipe is talking about is mint chocolate chip. And so, man, I uh, didn't even get to change the recipe before. That's exactly what I was thinking. You know, a thin mint cookie with mint chip, chocolate chip ice cream in between. Of course, you already thought of that. Yeah, that's well, why you're all the, things girl salt. Interesting. Interestingly, oh, it was either it was sometime in july i don't remember the exact date but it was national ice cream day oh and so um we wanted you know we wanted to talk about again how you can have uh girl scout cookies instead of just out of the box how we could incorporate ice cream into them and so before you know i even pulled up this recipe off of our baker's website that's what we did we did uh mint chocolate chip inside the inside the thin mints um, we did vanilla ice cream inside uh, two s'mores cookies, Ooh. and we did a strawberry ice cream in the middle of two lemonades. Oh. And so it was really fun just doing different combinations. We also made up a, a, a sundae, a vanilla ice cream sundae with chunks of thin mint and a little chocolate drizzle on them. So awesome. we didn't go as far as making it into a milkshake, but we, you know, we did add it. Uh, to our ice cream. So I'm thinking uh, next time, Rocky Road and shortbread cookies. Well, you know, if, if you don't have any shortbreads left, we do have an opportunity this weekend. Saturday. Uh, Saturday from 11 to 5 at Valley View Mall at that old Macy's entrance that's facing Highway 16. It has its own little street. Sure. We're taking over. Awesome. And, uh, and drive up. You're not, people don't have to go into the old Macy's store. That's just the part of the parking lot where you guys will be. Exactly. So it's drive up, cash preferred. We're doing six boxes for $20, uh, 12 boxes for 40 We have seven of the eight varieties available. So the only thing that's, well, seven of the nine technically, the only thing we don't have available are the peanut butter sandwiches and the uh, caramel chocolate chip, gluten-free ones. So, okay. uh, you know, and over half of the varieties or over half of the cookies that we have left are the three main popular ones, the peanut butter patties, thin mints, and the caramel delights. Well, right, well and you, you said the, what was the name, the official name of one you don't have is the gluten-free chocolate peanut butter. The what? caramel chocolate chip. Yeah. Yep. Well, and what was the one that you and I were talking about that's chocolate on the bottom has stripes? What's The what? caramel delights. Caramel delights. You have those. Aren't they we almost the same? No. No? Okay. All right. <laughs> but what we do still have is we have a few cases left of the thanks a lots, which is the shortbread with the chocolate on the bottom. Oh, yeah. And that is the, this is your final opportunity to get those cookies. Um, They're going off the board? Not making them anymore? They are going off, they are going off the board. Um, there is a new cookie that was released on. Um, oh. It's called the Toastier. It's a, it looks like a little piece of toast. It's a cookie shaped and a piece of uh, toast and it has a icing on the bottom of it. And it's, so it's a French toast inspired flavoring. So you're going to awesome. get some maple and 
And that's what's replacing those things a lot. And it's called Toast Yay? Toast Yay, yep. Toast Yay. I love I love that. Well, and I turn mine upside down so that the frosting is inside and doesn't melt when I take them outside to make a s'more. I have, do you ever do stuff in your pudgy pie maker when you're out making s'mores? I, I, we haven't done that in a while, but I've never tried doing cookies in a, in, in a pudgy pie. Well, I would, just because I like pushing the envelope a little bit, that would be a, that would be a fun way to do it that, yeah, you know, with uh, instead of, uh, uh, I'll have, I'll have to think about it a little more there. Toastiers, <laughs> and it's come up with a new one. Is it vanilla frosting that's on the bottom, or? Um, I haven't tasted them in a while, but I believe it's a mapleish frosting. Oh, even better! All right, so then you've got maple nut ice cream going in between. <laughs> oh, there you go. And that opens yeah. the door to bacon. Because maple and bacon are a perfect combo. Oh, which now then, you're bringing Brian Simpson I, into this. I'm, uh, well, I'm bringing in savory because <laughs> my, t- my teeth will start ringing. If, all I, if I have dessert for dinner and then dessert for dessert, I'll feel really guilty. I'll do that, but I'll feel really guilty about it. So, so. these toastiers are not available till February, so we will uh, not have them this Oh, Saturday. sure. Make me come up with a whole new recipe, and then I have to think of it again in February. That's right. You have to salivate till then, Rich said. And I will. Uh, <laughs> not every minute, but I'll uh, I'll be back. And then in February, is that regular Girl Scout cookie time? It is. February 13th, the girls will be out going. We'll see. Hopefully door-to-door, yeah, doing yikes. boots. Yeah, we, you know, we really don't know what that's going to be yet. Um, we hope that, you know, maybe we'll have more drive-through booth opportunities for our girls. Um, you know, we like the comfort of being inside a grocery store. Um, hopefully, you know, we're, we're in the planning stages right now of how we're going to make that, um, safe for our girls to allow the consumers to still get their cookie fix. Right. Well, and I'm all about safe girls. I'm all about safe girls who have a lot of cookies and I'll make it as quickly as quick as I'll fold my little $20 bill into an airplane shoot it out the window. You can throw the cookies in the back window. We won't even stop. We'll just slow down a little bit, trying to make it as, as easy as possible. Because you go. know as well as I do, I've, I've pointed this out any number of times, I am not going to put my name and Xbox next to the Girl Scout cookie sign-up sheet. You gotta, I need to hear from you. I, you know, if, if this is an exercise in business practice for young Girl Scouts, then it's not just a matter of, hey, mom, thanks. You sold enough cookies for me to go to camp this year. That's awesome. Bye. <sighs> that's that's it's not like that at all. My cousin used to be a Boy Scout, and he dreaded, his dad told me, dreaded calling me because he'd say, Uncle Mike, you want some popcorn? Well, yeah. What kind do you have? I don't know. Sure you know. You got the thing right there in front of you. What's your favorite kind of cookie? And we tell me. And 20 minutes later, I'd buy $60 worth of popcorn, and he'd be happy as can be. I'm going to do the same thing with a Girl Scout. I want to know what your favorite cookie is. What do you do with it? What are you going to do with it? What's your favorite thing at camp? How many more cookies do you need to sell before you get to go to camp? And uh, I've been known to buy more cookies than I know what to do with just to help you get to camp. Because someday you're going to be in charge of some portion of my life, and I want you to be smart and happy. 
And uh, a little business practice is a good thing for Girl Scouts. All right, so tell and you I what. I completely agree. Let me I'll take a quick break, let you dig around in your collection of 8 million Girl Scout cookie recipes and uh, share your favorite because we'll have time for probably one more. Does that work? Okay, sounds good. All right, good deal. Be right back. That's all right. We can make up the last half of the recipe. Come on, Sally. You know as well as I do. Oh, man, page two. I spilled something on page two. I missed the last two things. Uh, you know, it says put it in the oven and cook for, uh-oh, how long? Come on. Every recipe starts with 350 degrees and, uh, you know, set the time. You talked long enough, I have it. Oh, you found it? There, see? Somehow, I'm, I, you know, I am totally okay with making it up, that's for sure. As long as you tell me what the ingredients are going to be, we'll figure out a way to make uh, those maple cookies and bacon and all kinds of stuff into a savory cookie dessert. Because so, every once in a while you have to do that. All right, so what'd you right. find? So, so our ingredients for this recipe are five extra large shrimps peeled and deveined. Okay. Five of the caramel delight cookies finely chopped. Two cups of seasoned breadcrumbs. Two cups of flour. A cup of coconut flakes. Four egg whites. A pinch of cayenne pepper. One lime for garnish. And vegetable or peanut oil for frying. So the first thing that you're going to do is toss the coconut flakes with the breadcrumbs, the cayenne pepper, and the chopped cookies. And then you'll dredge the shrimp through the flour, followed by the egg whites, and then your Girl Scout cookie mix, so those, those caramel delights. Then you'll fry the shrimp in vegetable oil at 350 degrees until golden, golden brown, and then you'll garnish with the coconut flakes and the lime wedges. Um, you'll want to serve it warm. You'll arrange, you can, to make it fun, is arrange it in a star pattern on a salad plate or on bamboo skewers with tropical fruit. Yeah. It could be used as an appetizer in a salad or an entree. And if you're serving it with an entree, you could accompany it with fried plantains and wild rice. Oh, yum. So what I'll do is, uh, Mike, I will um, email you this recipe okay. so that if you want to put that up on your website as oh, well. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you, ever, have you ever had grilled pineapple? I have. Very good. I, well, I'm just thinking those shrimp on a skewer, because right away, and then you mentioned the skewer, and I thought, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to make this one up. Somebody already thought of it. Because those shrimp with all of those ingredients – skewered every other a piece of pineapple on an open flame oh baby that sounds just really delicious it does yeah this is uh if i had more shrimp eaters in my house i'd have to make this one but you know five isn't a lot i could just have that for my dinner oh, nobody in your house likes shrimp except for you uh yeah i think that's accurate wow Yep. All right. So. Well, so much for your Christmas present then, I guess. I'm not <laughs> going to give you a two pounds of bay shrimp fresh from <laughs> New Orleans. Yeah, that's, wow, don't mm. like shrimp. Can yeah. you hide it? Do you ever hide stuff, ingredients in your dinners? Um, I used to, and the kids have caught on. Oh. So when the kids were littler, I would get um, thin asparagus so that it looked except for the heads, you cut the heads off, it looked a lot like fresh green beans. Oh. 
So we would, I would steam together fresh green beans and asparagus all about the same length. So as the kids would eat them, uh, you know, they would all mix together. And oh. unfortunately my, you know, my kids have caught on and. They start to recognize the difference. Hey mom, this is a green bean. This is not. What are you right, doing exactly. here? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I get it. So I can't, I can't quite do that anymore, but uh, that was the fun thing that I used to do specifically, but I know people will um, put some, you know, vegetables into sauces more right. or. Um, oh yeah. Just put it in the blender and it disappears. Now your spaghetti yeah. sauce isn't quite as red as it used to be because you got a bunch of spinach in there, it's, right, exactly. but it's still delicious. Yeah, I, I get it. Well, and you know, I I I have to remember back to a time when I am confident that I drove my parents crazy because all things tomato were my favorite. Tomato soup and ketchup and any spaghetti sauce, pizza sauce, anything that was tomato was my absolute favorite. But a tomato? Yuck. No tomato, no tomato on my burger or in a salad, none of that. And they just couldn't figure that out. And I have a friend who's got a son who likes all things cold. Don't cook the peas, frozen peas. Don't cook the tomatoes cold, you know, out of the refrigerator tomatoes. The difference, well, I just don't like them cooked. They're not cooked. They're just room temperature. Oh, yes, they are. They're cooked. Okay. <laughs> and I, my dad and I finally figured out a long time ago, if they're not going to eat it, that means more for us, Dad. Don't get grumpy because they don't want it. That means we get to eat it. Okay. Hey, can we get together and do this again? Maybe in February when you've got new cookies to talk about. Would that work? Perfect. I would Sounds love good. that. I would absolutely love that. Thank you so much for Zooming our Girl Scout Cooley Region cooks. Thanks for having me. It was fun. It was absolutely a blast. I knew it would be. Give your family a hug for us later. I will. And I'll be in touch. Email me that uh, shrimp recipe, and we'll get that one on the website, too, after I take it home and Perfect. make it myself a little bit first. Well, don't forget to get your cookies on a Saturday so that you have them available.